Get excited, everybody. It is a Boston Bruins game day. The centennial season is here. And Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks are in town for the season opener. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Wednesday, October 11th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app. And on YouTube, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day and today's episode is brought to you by sleeper download the sleeper app and use promo code locked on nhl to get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details our long nightmare summer is over the boston bruins are in action tonight in regular season play taking on connor bedard Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, Ryan Donato, and the rest of the Chicago Blackhawks as the centennial season begins. I don't know about you, but I am so pumped for tonight's game. It's been such a long summer dealing with the fallout of the playoff loss to the Florida Panthers. A bunch of guys traded, a bunch of guys allowed to walk in free agency, a couple franchise legends retiring. but. A new era is dawning, and we'll see how it all begins tonight at TD Garden. Before we get into it all, a quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts, at Ian C. McLaren. Game one for the Boston Bruins tonight, and it's actually game two for the Chicago Blackhawks who took on the Pittsburgh Penguins last night and came out on top, if you can believe it. Uh, Connor Bedard making his much ballyhooed career debut, regular season debut at least. He got an assist on a goal scored by former Boston Bruin Ryan Donato. And the Blackhawks also got goals from... Jason Dickinson, not a former Bruin, but he was selected in the first round with a pick that was sent by the Bruins to the Dallas Stars in the Yarmir Yager trade. So another little tie in there. Uh, Cole Gutman tied it for the Blackhawks. And then Nick Foligno assisted on the game-winning goal and also potted the empty netter to give the Blackhawks a 4-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, A bit of a surprise there, of course, that the Penguins, who came in with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, the longest-serving trio in North American professional sports, 18th season together. Uh, And the Blackhawks 
just took it to them. It was uh, Jason Dickinson who got the game winner from Corey Perry, Nick Felino. Then Felino scored the empty netter from Perry and Dickinson. So that's a trio to watch in tonight's game. Player to watch, of course, is Connor Bedard. He had a spectacular uh, debut. Five shots on goal in 21 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time. He had a secondary assist. So many shot attempts and looked like the all-world player that we all expect him to become as a member of the Blackhawks. A bit of a quieter debut for Taylor Hall. He had almost 21 minutes of ice time, only two shots on goal with one hit, zero points. And leading the way was Nick Foligno, Jason Dickinson, Corey Perry, each with two points to lead the Blackhawks, Donato with the goal. So there's a lot of Bruins tie-ins here. There's a lot of history on the line as the Bruins, of course, lost to the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup final back when they made that trade with the Stars to acquire uh, Yarmir Yager. And it should be a very, very entertaining game tonight uh, between our Bruins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Very much looking forward to this one. Now, the Bruins yesterday uh, practiced, and we got a bit of an inkling as to what the lines will look like here tonight. Uh, Patrick Brown was actually recalled to serve as the 13th forward. That's because Danton Heinen has yet to sign his official contract and doesn't seem like there's a huge rush to do so. Heinen seems content to continue to practice with the Bruins for the time being and uh, hope that they work something out here soon. But the lines looked like this. You had James Van Riemsdyk with Pavel Zaka, David Pasternak. No surprise there. Brad Marchand with Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque. The third line, Trent Frederick with Matt Patra making his NHL regular season debut tonight with Connor Geeky on the right side. And then Milan Lucic, John Beecher, Jacob Lauko as the fourth line. On defense, Matt Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, Brandon Carlo, Derek Forbort, Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, Jim Montgomery did not commit to his goaltender, but we'll assume that it will be Linus Allmark, seeing as he is the defending Vesna Trophy winner. Although you could make a case for Jeremy Swayman to get the start as well, seeing as he is a very capable 1B and we'll likely see a nice little tandem here at play for the Boston Bruins uh, this season. So that is the look tonight. Connor Bedard playing with Taylor Hall, Ryan Donato, a lot of former Bruins in the mix. Nick Felino had a nice night. Uh, Bedard did not score his first goal. So it's possible that it could come at the expense of the Boston Bruins tonight. You can be sure that they will do what they can to make sure that doesn't happen. Of note, Bedard also only went two for 13 in faceoffs, uh, likely be lining up against Zaka or Coyle. He was going up against Crosby Malkin uh, last night, 
but he did have five shots, multiple scoring chances, and Chicago controlled 69% of shot attempts when he was on the ice. Um, so without, you know, Mr. Selkie, Patrice Berger on the lineup, without David Krejci, might be a bit more difficult to contain the likes of Connor Bedard, especially by the opposing center, whoever that is. Ruins uh, will have to decide who they want to put out against him, seeing as they're on home ice, get last change, etc. Uh, so we'll see if they can contain him tonight. But should be a great one. 7.30 p.m. start. And it will be preceded, of course, by much fanfare because it is the beginning of the centennial. I'm going to offer some personal centennial reflections as well as do a Bruins history moment here coming up later on in the podcast. Uh, And we'll get to what this team means to me here coming up after the break. The NHL season is finally here. And will the Bruins have the season we've been yearning for? Still up in the air, but I absolutely love the NHL, and I know you do too, and that's why I want to tell you about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Connor McDavid, Jack Hughes, David Posternock. All you have to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars on categories like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, 100-time payouts on Sleeper right now. So start paying attention and get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and it'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. That's locked on NHL on the Sleeper app. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I don't know about you, but I have definitely benefited from therapy in the past. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn, NHL. Again, if you need therapy, this is a great way and a convenient way to get help today. And uh, check out betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNHL to get 10% off your first month. It is the 100th season of Boston Bruins hockey, and uh, I haven't been around for all of them. I do feel old, but I'm not that old. And I'm very excited about this upcoming season. As I have been, I mean, I can't, say every season uh i've been excited about with respect to the boston bruins there have been some down years but for those of you who don't know me my history with this team uh it kind of all started with this guy behind me bobby orr now my dad immigrated from scotland 
after World War II and settled in Trenton, Ontario, which is about a couple of hours east of Toronto. Now, between Toronto and Trenton is the city of Oshawa. And it was there that Bobby Orr um, really got his start towards becoming the legend that he grew into. And my father, being so close to Trenton, it was the closest junior team, uh, became a fan of Bobby Orr. And once he caught on with the Boston Bruins, my dad continued uh, watching him, Hockey Night in Canada. Back then, there was, of course, only six teams, limited options. Hockey Night in Canada would regularly feature the Bruins because limited supply of uh, opposing teams for the Canadians and the, the Maple Leafs. And so he continued supporting Bobby Orr and by extension became a Bruins fan. Now, when I came along in the 80s, he was still a Bruins fan. We were living in Ottawa at that time. The Senators came along a bit later. My dad uh, kind of jumped on with them, being the local team, which is totally fine. Uh, but I continued being a Bruins fan, despite being born in Toronto and growing up in Ottawa. It was the Bruins for me. And I've said this before on the podcast, but a big part of that was uh, my older sister, was an Oilers fan. As it happened, the Bruins, of course, played the Oilers in the finals twice when I was a kid, 88-90, both losses for the Bruins, sadly. But I really leaned into my fandom there, you know, really to annoy my older sister, as younger brothers do. I mentioned this morning on Twitter when the Bruins dropped that fantastic video uh, to tee up this season that um, Cam Neely's 50 goals in 44 games was really the highlight of my young Bruins watching life. Uh, There were no Stanley Cups, of course, until 2011. uh, And, you know, from what was it like 1993 to 2008 this team won a grand total of one playoff series from 94 to 2008 they won uh first round 1994 against the canadians in seven games and then did not They won one playoff series in 1999 and then did not win another playoff series again until 2009. That's one playoff series win between 1994 and 2009. Those were lean, lean years, my friends. And that's partly why the Bruins bottomed out, got Joe Thornton. Sergey Samson, uh, we all know how things went from there. Of course, 2010 was a heartbreaker. 2011, the highest of highs. And we've had it pretty darn good since then. Yes, they lost in the Stanley Cup final a couple times. They were not able to make good on the greatest regular season in NHL history. Last year, they won the President's trophy a few times it's really a new era for the Bruins as Patrice Bergeron's gone 
David Krejci's gone. And this comes on the heels of the retirements of the likes of Tuka Rask, Zdeno Chara before him. We have a new wave to get behind here. David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy. Yes, Brad Marchand, the captain, he's still around. He's a lot to get excited about. Uh, Matt Potra, I'm personally so excited about being from Guelph, having seen him play his junior time here. Could be back within the next month or so, but he's making his NHL regular season debut tonight. And I am so, so very excited um, that he's making his debut tonight. And I can't wait to watch him. There's been so many ups and downs for me personally with this team. I think of um, 2004 prior to the lockout. I thought the Bruins had an amazing chance to go very far that year. They loaded up, of course. Joe Thornton had the rib injury, held pointless in the seven-game series. Uh, It was actually the Joe Thornton trade that prompted me to start writing about the Bruins back in 2005, and that's when I began kind of more formally covering this team, and I've been doing it ever since. Um, A long time I've been watching this team. So many ups and downs. We've had the highest of highs with the Stanley Cup. Uh, There's only been six in the history of this franchise. We've been able to witness one, and who knows when the next one will be, but that one we didn't really expect to happen. Talked about the President's Trophy plus one bump. It happened to the Capitals. happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers. Got to the Stanley Cup final the year after winning the Cup. Anything can happen if you get in the playoffs. And you heard last uh, episode that the goal for this team is to at least get into the playoffs. And once there, truly anything can happen. Uh, I do believe they're a playoff team. They have elite talent on the back end and net up front. And uh, I'm excited to see how the other pieces are going to fit around. And uh, yeah, that's just a little personal reflection on this team as we begin the centennial. Uh, This team I will root for until the day I die. And um, yeah, I'm so thankful for the community of Bruins fans that I've been able to connect with on social media through this podcast. And I'm excited to uh, witness what's ahead uh, with you all. And uh, coming up after the break, we're going to do a quick Bruins history moment, something that I started a couple of weeks ago with how the team was founded, how they came to be named, and uh, coming up, going to share the story of their first home game. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from a physician on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Do not get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Get $20 off 
these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Get $20 off by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Anybody out there remember the Boston Bruins' first game? Well, I'm not old enough to have been there, but I want to share the story of their first game at the Boston Garden. And this, of course, comes from Brian McFarland's original six uh, on the Bruins. And uh, let's get going with today's history moment. President Charles F. Adams didn't want pregame formalities to hold up the opening of the new Boston Garden on the night of November 20th, 1928. He didn't believe in long-winded speeches from politicians or time-wasting ceremonies on the ice, but he did want the Canadians and their great star, Howie Morenz, to provide the opposition for the opener, and the NHL was happy to oblige. Adams announced the doors to the new arena would open at 7, an hour and a half before the opening faceoff. Why why are games starting at 8.30 back in 1928? The early opening would give fans a chance to wander through the corridors of the new building, marvel at its design, and find their seats. He failed to anticipate that they would crowd against the gates in their zeal to be among the first inside and would break windows and doors in a frenzy of excitement. Adams, when notified of the wild scene outside the building, ordered all doors to be thrown open immediately. His quick action prevented a disaster. Security guards were pushed aside by angry men intent on reaching the turnstiles. Women and children screamed. Some ladies fainted. And dozens of extra policemen rushed to the scene. Anybody going to the game tonight, please don't create a scene like this. Once inside the posh arena and safety in their seats, the paying customers, many of them dressed in evening attire, were entertained by the American Legion band from Weymouth. Why don't people wear suits to hockey games anymore? Side note. After the teams took their pregame warm-up, 17,000 spectators, about 3,500 more than capacity, rose to sing the American and Canadian national anthems. Then the fans roared for more than five minutes, an explosion of sound that carried well past the opening face-off. Outside, late arrivals continued to surge toward the building. People fought to hold their position in a line that stretched around the new North Station building and continued on down to the Warren Avenue Bridge. They sought the 1,500 seats Adams had advertised at 50 cents. Can you imagine going to a hockey game for 50 cents? And the additional 500 seats he'd put aside for $1 per customer. Most fans were turned aside. The game itself produced only one goal, scored by Montreal's Silvio Mantha. Mantha's hard Shot struck goalie Tiny Thompson on the right pad and deflected into the corner of the net. Oof. Thompson, who had performed brilliantly in the minor leagues for Duluth and Minneapolis, was embarking on a career that would take him all the way to the Hall of Fame. The opening night loss, while disappointing, was one of only 13 the Bruins would suffer that first season. They would get their revenge over the Canadians in spectacular fashion four months later in the playoffs for the Stanley Cup. In the opening round, Thompson collected a pair of shutouts as the Bruins ousted the Canadians in three games. 
in the best of three final against the Rangers. Thompson gave up but one goal as Boston swept to the Stanley Cup with two straight victories. 2-0, 2-1 were the scores. His playoff debut was spectacular. Three shutouts in five games and the goals against average of 0.6. The Bruins made their first season in the Boston Garden a memorable one, winning both the American Division Championship and the Stanley Cup. And that's the story of the first game played at TD Garden and what happened later on that first season. Will our Bruins replicate that this year? Will Linus Allmark or Jeremy Swayman post a 0.6 goals against average in the postseason? Everything's on the table for the Bruins this year. Quite literally, I've seen predictions saying they'll be as high as second in the Atlantic. Other predictions putting them as low as sixth or seventh. It's going to be quite an interesting year with the departures of Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, but also the celebrations that come with the centennial. So many legends to be feted. So many um, great memories to come with this team. And I'll continue to share some more of mine personally as we go through the season. It all begins tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, follow along with me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at ENC McLaren, while the live tweeting and I'll be sure to jump back on tomorrow with a full recap and my three thoughts from the game. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for being a regular listener of the podcast. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll be back tomorrow with a fresh new episode of locked on Boston Bruins, part of the locked on podcast network, your favorite team every single day.